Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, February 5th, start of a brand new week. Uh, And for all you sports fans out there, the start of Super Bowl week. So good luck to everybody. Uh, As always, lots to get to on the show today, uh, including uh, examining the difference between healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity. Uh, There's an upcoming Black Male Summit that will do just that. Uh, You'll hear about it. Also doing a favor for a friend, getting a bill paid for free. Or even simply taking a quiz to pass the time. Again, I'm going to say this again. Doing a favor for a friend. Getting a bill paid for free. Or just taking a quiz to pass your time. You know, to test your, your, I don't know, test your knowledge of certain areas. They all sound, you know, perfectly fine and perfectly innocent enough. But they could, I say could, be disguised as online scams to take your money, your identity, and a whole lot more. So what you need to watch out for will be explained by the Indianapolis Better Business Bureau. And um, the uh, so when we talk about the, the doing a favor for the friend, uh, we talk about the male uh, uh, masculinity versus healthy versus toxic, both of those topics are going to be uh, in the second hour. So we're going to have plenty of opportunity to discuss that uh in our second hour that's coming up uh the online scams and the blackmail mental health summit in our second hour right now in our first hour the lines are open 317-972-3008 317-972-3008 again our listener line if you are calling community connection the number you can call the number you should call is 317-972-3008. As you know, February is Black History Month. It is an acknowledgement uh, that we'll make daily right here on Community Connection. I believe we've been making a daily acknowledgement ever since the first day of February, and we're going to continue that because February is Black History Month. Um, but I um, want to give listeners an opportunity, as we typically do and, and, and enjoy doing, uh, if you know of a black history maker that you feel that you feel deserves some recognition, call us and share it with others so that other people will know as well. Um, I'm always blown away. I'm always amazed at the um, the amount of oral black history uh, that we have here in the city of just in the city of Indianapolis alone, let alone the state of Indiana uh, and beyond. So it's a rich, rich history, uh, oral, written and both. Uh, that we have and there's every year during black history month we find out um, about a black history maker that no one seemed to have known about uh, before so 
um, you know, I'd like to keep those coming in as well, those black history makers. So if you want to share with us a little known black history fact, give us a call. We'll take black history uh, maker calls, uh, 317-972-3008. Again, 317-972-3008. We can take those calls this hour as well as any uh, open lines issues that may be on your mind. So if you just want to talk open lines, that's fine. Uh, if you want to share with us uh, black history uh, and black history makers, I like I like the little known black history maker facts. I like those, although I like the others too. 317-972-3008. And um, I'm going to start with the little known Indiana black history maker because um, this is something that I've found out and taught myself today or learned myself this morning because I was just looking through stuff um, and just, you know, looking online, looking to see. And I I will tell you, um, as you may know, if you listen to the show, I'm from southern Indiana, down around that area. And uh, New Albany uh, is a place that was always just a, a short car drive away, as were, you know, the other areas down around southern Indiana, like Jeffersonville, Clarksville, Charlestown, all of those those areas in southern Indiana. Um, and of course they are all like one minute away, it seems like from Louisville, uh, Kentucky, because they sat right at the, uh, the base of the, uh, uh, the banks of the Ohio river. And then you get on the bridge and you're in uh, Kentucky, you're in Louisville. But anyway, um, as I was reading through, uh, just some, some local black history makers, I came across the name of Lucy Higgs Nickel. Uh, her name is Lucy Higgs Nickel. And, um, what I found out was that Lucy Higgs was born into slavery. So she was a slave, uh, but escaped in 1862 with her infant daughter and found refuge with the Union 23rd Regiment in New Albany, Indiana. Yep, in New Albany, Indiana. So Aunt Lucy, as the soldiers called her, I had an Aunt Lucy. Well, she wasn't a nurse, though. But anyway, Aunt Lucy, uh, as the soldiers called her, found herself at the front lines of the Civil War, uh, tending to the wounded and dying soldiers. So the legend of Lucy Higgs Nickel, uh, the story of Lucy Higgs Nickel remains very much alive. 317-972-3008. Do you have a Black History Month story that you can share with us uh, today? Love to hear it if you have it, 317-972-3008. Visitors can explore uh, and exhibit about the life and times of Lucy Higgs Nickel at the Carnegie Center for Art and History. That is in New Albany, Indiana. And that wasn't a black history. I just had no idea that the Culture Center was there. It's a cultural center in New Albany, and it's called the Carnegie Center for Art and History. So um, if you want to know more about Lucy Higgs Nickel and you happen to be in the New Albany area, you can just look it up. You don't have to go to New Albany. But if you're there, stop by the center. Um, The center celebrates cultural arts located at 201 East Spring Street in New Albany, Indiana. So that was my contribution today um, for a, uh, a black history maker. Uh, an Indiana black history maker, little known Indiana black history maker. Do you have one? If you do, let us know. 317-972-3008. While we're uh, waiting on the phone calls, um, just wanted to share a few uh, events uh, and activities, as we said, uh, black history, and then just some community events in general. Um, Some of the black history events and activities that are coming up 
that may be of interest are, uh, as always uh, and every year for I don't know how many years, the Children's Museum of Indianapolis uh, has been celebrating uh, Black History Month. Uh, they do that with a number of exhibits. They have activities. They have special guests. Um, they have special rates. Uh, you can go to childrensmuseum.org uh, to find out more about what is being offered by the Children's Museum. Uh, but, I mean, when, when I say they have tons and tons of things going on, the Children's Museum, uh, Children's Museum I, I call it they, they hyper-program, they super-program everything. So it's going to be... Um, you know, it's it's going to be a nice month uh, and a very informative month uh, there at the Children's Museum of Indianapolis. And again, you can go to childrensmuseum.org uh, to find out more. 317-972-3008 is our listener line. Do you have a Black History Month story, a Black History Month person? A black? It could be a family member. Maybe there's a family member um, that uh, made black history that you want to tell about that may not necessarily, that we may not necessarily know about. I find gems and, and pieces of important and uh, impactful information like that that comes through uh, during Black History Month as well. I know um, our, uh, our friend and colleague uh, James Patterson has one that he's going to share with everyone uh, coming up on uh, this Wednesday when he comes back. So black history, black history makers that you would like to highlight or open lines. Okay. So we uh, were talking about uh, the number again, 317-972-3008. We were talking about um, uh, the the different activities and things of that nature that are going to be taking place uh, during black history month. Talked about the children's museum. Always, always a great resource. I have a great relationship with them. uh, The children's museum, uh, now through the end of March, another great resource that is a perennial during Black History Month right here uh, in the city and, and across the state of Indiana. Now through the end of March, uh, you can view the works of prominent African-American artists at the Meet the Artist exhibit at the Central Library. Uh, that's in observance of both Black History Month and the upcoming NBA All-Star events. Now, what the library is going to do um, is they're, they're going to combine events. Of course, uh, the, the uh, Meet the Artist and then um, uh, that exhibit, the Meet the Artist, is there. Uh, but they're also going to have a gala on All-Star Weekend, the night before the All-Star Game. Uh, and this is going to be a gala featuring a fashion show. They're going to have a live DJ. They're going to have a comedian. Uh, they're going to have workshops for young people. Uh, an illusionist. I wonder if that's the same as a magician and more. Anyway, that's going to take place uh, on Saturday, February 17th. Uh, odd start time, but i that's what they gave me, start time at, at uh, 5.40 uh, p.m. Um, also tomorrow, um, that free Black History Lecture Series, Black History from K to Gray, uh, continues at Mount Carmel Church here in the city. Uh, that's going to start at 6.30, as all of the other sessions do. Is Has anyone been to one of the one or more of those sessions? If you have, give me, I'd like to hear uh, how that's going. I do understand that um, uh, Dr. Milton uh, is going to be teaching uh, tonight. He and uh, Dr. Williams are tag-teaming. Uh, Dr. Williams will do so many uh, sessions, and then um, uh, Dr. Milton, Walter uh, Milton Jr., is going to do some of the sessions. So um, if you know or if you went to any of those, um, you know, let us know. Give us a call, 317-972-300. I'm just curious uh, because we hope to have um, Dr. Milton 
uh, back on before the series ends. And we certainly hope to have uh, Dr. Williams uh, back on before the series ends because he and his church are um, he and his church are the host of this uh, this Black History event, and it's uh, it, it it really it it digs it digs deep. And based on what uh, the two hosts <laughs> and the uh, the two lecturers have been um, telling us regarding this, uh, this is amazing. So uh, tonight is the first night. I mean, tomorrow night over there at the church is going to be the first one in February. If you went to any of the January sessions out at Mount Carmel, please let me know. If you went to any of the January sessions, please uh, let me know. Um, tomorrow, so that happens uh, tomorrow out at Mount Carmel. Uh, uh, Black History from K to Gray, kindergarten until your hair turns gray. Black History, uh, and that starts at six thirty. Now, there's a couple of uh, community announcements in general that uh, you I want to make sure that you're aware of. You heard about some of those here on Community Connection last week. Um, it's Community Day at the State House. It starts tomorrow morning with breakfast at 8.30 and is an annual opportunity for citizens uh, to find out more about how the legislative process works and how to make it work for you. Uh, so that's uh, Community Day at the State House. Again, we had, uh, we had several folks in here. Uh, we talked about it, and it, sounds, it just sounds like a wonderful opportunity. I believe they need your registration in, though, before. For uh, sometime today, before close of business today, uh, so that they can know how much uh, breakfast to have prepared, so that they can know how much breakfast to have prepared. Uh, for all you royal watchers, I'm going to take a break right. Not take a break. I'm going to pause the uh, community announcements right here because um, uh, it looks like news is popping everywhere. And again, for royal watchers uh, around the world, um, it looks like uh, there has been an announcement. Uh, that the King of England, Prince Charles, King Charles, King Charles the uh, Third, has been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, he was in the hospital a bit ago. Uh, let me see what it says, and it's it's all over everything. So um, here we go. This is the AP King Charles the Third. Waiting on my phone. Uh, has cancer. Uh, has been diagnosed with a form of cancer and has begun treatment. Um, the palace announced Monday. The cancer is not related to the king's recent treatment for a benign prostate condition. So that's what I was wondering. You know, he was there for a uh, prostate condition, but apparently that's not it. Uh, it did not say what form of cancer the 75-year-old monarch has. It says Charles remains wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to uh, returning to full um, duty as soon as possible. Uh, king Charles III was crowned May 6th at Westminster Abbey. Wow, big news there. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. So, again, for all you royal watchers, uh, King Charles III, uh, according to the palace, has been diagnosed with some unknown uh, form of cancer that apparently is not related, uh, not related to his recent treatment for a benign uh, prostate condition. Uh, King Charles, of course, 75 years old, was Prince Charles for probably the first 74, uh, 72, 74 years uh, of his life because his mother, uh, the queen, uh, served an, uh, just an unprecedented number of years uh, there on the throne. So, uh, you know, certainly uh, best wishes there to, uh, to the palace and to Buckingham Palace. So that's, that, was the, that was the news that was breaking. 
here. Uh, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Open lines, first half, well, the first hour. Uh, Open lines, the first hour, second hour, we are going to be talking about scams designed to pull you in, take your money, take your identity, uh, seemingly harmless activities sitting online. And we're also going to be talking about black male mental health, black male mental health. Uh, and the difference between um, healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity. Um, masculinity uh, in and of itself is not bad. It's it's a great thing. Uh, but like anything else, there's a balance and there's a difference between what is healthy uh, and what is not. And uh, speaking of health, uh, again, 317-972-3008, our new number. I'm repeating the number because I, you... you <laughs> You all okay when I'm when I'm not um, on the air, I hear people say I need to hear that number more. We hear folks say that all the time. Can I almost have it? But can you repeat it? And, and I feel like I'm saying it every two seconds, uh, but apparently not so. According to some of the feedback that I'm getting uh, when I'm not on the air, so I will give that number as often as I possibly can. Uh, so that if you want to call in, uh, weigh in on a conversation, uh, talk about something with open lines, or just just talk in general, we've got uh, we've got the lines open for uh, open lines. We've got the lines open for Black History Month. Uh, if you want to share with us a Black History Maker that um, you want us to know about, please let us know. The number three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. I've always heard about repetition for reinforcement. Um, I feel like I'm saying it every other every other sentence, but uh, I the, from the feedback that I'm getting, folks want to hear it more so that they can get it down. So lock it in, uh, memorize it, write it down, do whatever you need to do. But this is our uh, call in number for community connection, and that is three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. So. Um, Again, I was telling, you know, we we're telling everyone about some of the activities coming up, uh, the Black History Month activities, the, the ones at the Children's Museum, um, prominent African-American artists at the uh, Meet the Artist uh, exhibit over at the library. That's going to be in conjunction also with an all-star uh, weekend fashion show, DJ, comedian. It's a gala, a weekend uh, gala at the at the uh, library. Um Tomorrow, uh, also the Black uh, History Lecture Series uh, for the community. It's a church is hosting it, but it's free and open to the community out at Mount Carmel, here in the city. Uh, Black History from K to Gray. Again, if anyone went to that, I'd sure like to hear more about it because there have already been two sessions. Um, I know count, uh, former Councilor Oliver uh, went to the first one, or did he go to the second one? He might have gone to both. Anyway, like just like to hear what what went on and how it went. Um, and then community announcements in general. Tomorrow, uh, the long-awaited and, and much-talked-about Community Day uh, at the Indiana State House, starting with breakfast at 8.30 in the morning, uh, an annual opportunity for more citizens to find out more about how the legislative process works and how to make it work for you. Um, uh, this coming Wednesday, on Wednesday, not tomorrow, but on Wednesday at Martin University, actor and community activist Malik Yoba will moderate a fireside conversation on HIV and AIDS. That's over again at Martin University. Um, the conversation is going to focus especially uh, with uh, 
the how the disease is is just almost uh, you know at epidemic proportions uh, in black women in black women. Uh, so we certainly want to make sure that that event is well attended. It is free and open to the public. Uh, starts at 4.30. Again, that's going to be at Martin University on Wednesday, February the 7th. Actor and community activist Malik Yoba, uh, he uh, is well known. I, I just kind of remember him as the police officer from uh, New York Undercover. And so, but he's done so many, so many, uh, you know, pieces of work. Uh, and is well respected, but the one thing I've always respected about him is his his activism, his community activism, and the outreach that he um, obviously engages in. And he's going to be moderating this conversation about HIV/AIDS uh, in the Black community, especially the impact it's having on our Black women uh, and what we can do about it. And so, uh, Dr. Tommy Brown, Thomas Brown, want to thank you uh, for letting us know. Want to thank the um, Marion County. Um, Minority Health Coalition uh, for, uh, in part, uh, sponsoring this. This is is as important as it gets um, because this this AIDS epidemic, the virus, things of that nature, all of this has been wrestled down to the ground to a point where it's manageable, but we don't want it to get unmanageable. I mean, we've got drugs now, we've got awareness, but awareness is never enough. Uh, you know, a lot of times you have to have awareness and action. So we're uh, certainly uh, going to be looking for that. And again, that's coming up uh, Wednesday at Martin University. Thank you, Dr. Brown, uh, for making us aware of that. Um, and uh, actor and community activist Malik Yoba, uh, he's going to moderate that fireside conversation. Fireside conversation. Um, that sounds cozy. Uh, I think that that may be uh, somewhat intimate. Uh, and and, and non-threatening, you know, fireside talks and fireside conversations are are typically just free-flowing, easygoing, uh, non-threatening atmospheres that are created by these. So I think that that's what they're uh, going to be putting it together. Um, All this week, um, starting today, it started today, there's going to be a gun lock box giveaway, okay? A gun lock box uh, giveaway the Marion County Youth Violence Prevention Coalition, along with the Marion County Commission on Youth or McCoy, is going to give away free gun lock boxes to residents. And you have to be a resident of Marion County. You can't just come and say, "Give me a gun lock box." Now these are not gun locks, uh, but they're boxes to put. You know, gun lock boxes uh, to residents of the city, and you have to be a gun owner. Excuse me, have to be a gun owner. So uh, the giveaway is going to be today uh, through Friday, today through Friday. Uh, and it's going to be at McCoy, which we just talked about, the Marion County Commission on Youth. And McCoy is located at 1375 West 16th Street. 1375 West 16th Street. You must be present to receive the box, one box per family. Uh, will be uh, allowed and recipients will be asked to complete a short survey for future distributions. Uh, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. We talked about um, uh, a lot of things taking place with black history. Nobody has any black history they want to share today? I find that interesting. 
find that really, really interesting. No black I shared some black history. Uh, so maybe we'll have some a little. You know what will happen right when we get ready to, to, get, uh, to go up against the break or right when we get ready for another guest that we'll get a whole lot of calls that we get. So if you, wanna, if you want some time to talk now, now might not be a bad time to do so. 317-972-3008. Um, as I was saying, this is the start of a Super Bowl week. Um, and a lot of people have a lot of things, a lot of traditions that they do. We certainly hope uh, that Super Bowl week is going to be a safe one, a fun one, an enjoyable one for whatever your team is. Uh, our team is not a part of – every team that I was interested in throughout uh, the playoffs and what have you is not there. So <laughs> not that I I don't have an interest in, in uh, Kansas City or San Francisco. They just weren't uh, teams that I was – I was really kind of rooting. I w- was really hoping that our, our, our colleague David uh, Gray was uh, going to be able to, to, to cheer his uh, Lions right into the Super Bowl. And all he almost did. We almost did. They almost did. So – but uh, you know that's why I say good luck to uh, to both. Teams. I know my cousin uh, Brandon. You're you're a big uh, uh, Brandon is here with us today. He's a huge Chiefs fan, so <laughs> he's going two for zero Chiefs and Michigan uh, Michigan fans. So if you get your Michigan Wolverines and your Chiefs both with championships, you ain't nobody gonna be able to tell you nothing because you are <laughs> you are there. So uh, let's go to the. We have a caller waiting. Go ahead, caller. How are you? Hello. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we must have. If you were on the line just a few moments ago, call us back. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Looks like the call dropped. And you know what? That is a that's a sign of the times. I think that happens so often uh, with our cell phones, with our systems. They don't always talk and communicate to each other. Um, here we have it. Uh, I think you're back. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who is this? Who is this? Hello. Oh, okay, well, we'll wait. We'll just wait for that. Again, our number, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Uh, the other thing that we talked about, and I'm telling you, I can't get to anything on my phone because it's just blowing up. This is this is huge worldwide news, uh, worldwide health news. The King of England, King Charles, formerly Prince Charles uh, III, King Charles III has been diagnosed with an un unknown form of cancer uh buckingham palace uh, has announced that uh they say uh that this particular cancer that that they are talking about is not related to the benign prostate uh concern that he was hospitalized for uh earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago so we certainly wish good health and a speedy recovery to uh to the king uh of england who has been diagnosed with uh cancer uh, let's see. Go ahead. Um, is it Venetia? Yes. Hi, how are you? Uh, pretty good. I would just want to check out, uh, uh, number one, I'm white. <laughs> I love you. Well, I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> Everybody is welcome. <laughs> you know? I, was, I know. I was, um, asking about the Martin University get together. Uh-huh. Is that outside or inside? Because I just recently got handicapped, and I'd have to go with a walker or whatever, and I was wondering, and are white people welcome? 
<laughs> well, of course, white people, anybody is open to the community and the community is, uh, you know, we, we have all, any and all here in the community. Uh, the fact that it happens to be at a predominantly black institution has nothing to do with the welcome mat being open uh, and the welcome mat being out. So you are more than welcome. Uh, and yes, I will uh, make an executive decision here and speak on behalf of Martin University uh, and say that absolutely, positively, without a doubt, we want people. You know, we're, we're they're, they're not differentiating uh, one way or well, another. It happens to be recently di- diagnosed with it. So, oh, okay. And as far as it, it it's definitely indoors. It's going to be at the Gathertorium there at Martin University. Uh, do you have the address? Do you have the address? No. no. Okay, let me get it for you. It's on Sherman Drive. Um, oh my Sherman. goodness, I just had it here. Hold on. Okay. But uh, so, how is your friend? How is your friend doing? Uh, right now, they were in critical care because their kidneys, and then now they're just irregular. They're doing okay, but uh, do they have do they have the virus or, or is it full blown AIDS? Do you know? Full-blown, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, here we go. Let's go back here to Martin University. Okay, it's 21. It's at the Martin University Gathertorium. And uh, do you have a pen or pencil or something to write yes. it down? Uh, uh, okay, uh, it's 2186... North two one eight six North Sherman Drive. Okay. Yeah, North My Sherman Drive. Well, help me get over there because she knows all about this stuff. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you for calling. And and uh, there was yes, I don't bless you. I yeah. love your station. I love the music. I love all your issues. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, and thank you. So there are no barriers. No barriers. You're you're more than welcome to be there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh And we'll take a uh, quick break right here and be back with more. 317-972-3008 is our number. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here, 317-972-3008. Any of your Black History Month uh, information, stories, legends you want to share with us? We got a couple of minutes for that uh, before our guests begin arriving. Or anything you want to talk about regarding open lines. Uh, There's quite a bit of breaking news uh, that is just going everywhere. I mean, the phone line, I mean, my phone, uh, the push alerts, uh, everything is just going crazy. Uh, with the announcement that uh, the King of England, uh, Prince Charles III, uh, has been diagnosed uh, with some uh, unknown uh, form of cancer. The palace has not specified uh, what it is, just that he is uh, has been diagnosed with cancer and is being treated um, and is optimistic and apparently has a, uh, a very good uh, outlook for him. So um, all the best uh, to uh, the king. And... Um, a uh, couple of other things, uh, like I said, Black History uh, stories. I shared one. I can share it again. Is a uh, about a woman down in New Albany who a former slave uh, who uh, escaped slavery, took her baby, and um, came and was very helpful 
uh, in caring for the soldiers uh, during the Civil War. So uh, there's there's that. There's there's just an awful lot of things here. So we're going to go back to the phone lines, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Pierre, how are you? Go ahead. Good afternoon, Tina. Um, I'm in a busy restaurant, so I hope I don't get drowned out. But I was just calling. Oh my God. What, where, what, what are you eating? Are you eating right now? Yeah, I just no. I just finished the taco salad. Uh, you know, so no, I didn't know. Really. To to my, yeah, <laughs> okay. just getting ready to head to my my little place of employment. But hey, um, can anybody call in and talk about Joe Madison? Uh, no. No. Well, Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, uh, longtime broadcaster um, on Sirius XM 126. You know, he passed away uh, last Thursday or Friday, and um, he passed away. His, his cancer came back. And, you know, um, I remember talking to Amos about my experiences with Joe because uh, I would call in Joe's show on Sirius XM, and, you know, you can go edit with him at, uh, on Sirius XM. And boy, we went at it. We we went at it a couple times. A couple times, Joe would agree with what I was talking about. But on sometimes, a couple of those occasions, boy, we just cuss each other out. But I'm going to miss him. Uh, he was very instrumental in uh, helping get um, the Emmett Till uh, anti-lynching bill passed. Mm-hmm. And um, I know um, I I was hoping. That um, and I don't like to put Dion on the spot, but I was hoping that Dion, if he comes on again anytime soon, he might be able to say a few words because I he probably knew him, uh, you know, just being in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he do? But, I'm, I'm uh, not familiar. The name? Can you make me know who? How? How would oh, I know him? Joe Madison. Well, Joe Madison was a big radio broadcaster on uh, on uh, Sirius XM. Um, the Urban View, and I mean, you know, Joe had the four-hour slot uh, from six to ten uh, every day. Uh, I mean, he—he's a big guy in uh, okay. uh, broad, broadcasting, and mm. uh, you could—you uh, punch his name in, and um, you'll see him. A lot of your listeners, a lot of guys that call in the show here, they know who Joe Madison was, and he—he um, was—he's a, a big-time uh, African American mm. broadcaster. All of the presidents. Uh, knew him. Uh, he interviewed uh, President Obama, and, uh, Vice President uh, hmm. Harris. Okay. And uh, Joe was just a big guy. He he was the Amos Brown uh, nationwide, so to speak. Hmm. Uh, but he mm-hmm. was a big dude um, on Sirius XM, The Urban View. So mm-hmm. you know, um, and and Tina, when you one day you'll get you a show on Sirius XM, and you'll see. <laughs> Uh, the type of conversations you get to have on Sirius XM. Ah, um, so you have a you have a sub, I don't have a subscription, so uh, and I don't oh, know. Tina. I, what? Oh, Tina, bad Tina. Ah, well, get you a subscription. You got to got to get you a subscription to uh, especially uh, to listen to the Urban View and all those shows uh, with those black uh, hosts. Um, you know, because they go into issues that uh, the regular mainstream media they don't talk about. But uh, I'll get on off the air. But thank you for taking my call. And if um, I hope Dion's listening, maybe you can. So what do you want? Dion, what do you want Dion to do? To just to say a couple of th- or share some thoughts about Joe Madison? Yeah. Well, I thought Dion might know him. Oh, okay. By okay. being in the business, by being in the business as long as 
Johnson in the business. Uh, so, um, yeah, but I'll get on off the air. But thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to call in and mention uh, Joe Madison. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it looks like he passed. Uh, looks like he passed away uh, the end of January. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Tina. Th- thank you, Pierre. Okay. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. I did not know this man personally, uh, but after I looked uh, looked up uh, from what Pierre was talking about, I do know now who he's talking about. So sorry to hear that. Um, l- Tommy, Tommy B, go ahead. How are you? Hello, Tina. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm okay. It's hard to get you some not dialing two three nine thirteen. I know, I know. I hear it. I hear it all the time. I and I understand it. And it is hard. It is hard. It's uh, no, it's I've hard for me so not long. to. I try to remember to say the new number as much as possible. But I don't want to drive people crazy right. with it. But but I try yeah, I so that I, folks keep hearing it and get it. You know, get it locked in the uh, the memory banks there. Yeah, I had to dial it three times to get the new number. I'm getting it, but I'm I'm getting there. Yeah, we all are. We all are. Yeah. Well, what I wanted, I have a friend that made history. This not you don't see it in the news. You might have saw it. You see it in the newspaper, but she's the first female captain at the Indiana Girls School, and her name was Mary Dancy. And Why she, her name sounds was, familiar. Okay, she's uh. Well, she, like I said, she was a captain. She was there a long time, and she put her work in. She even was awarded the Sagamore of the Wabash. I know she loved her job, and I know she was dedicated to it. She was there when they used to have to stay there. They were locked in with the MAs. That was the end of 19, starting of 1960 that she, I know she started there. But she was very intricate. She loved that job, and uh, I'm proud of her. She's a friend, sister, big sister. And uh, I'm just proud of her for making that mark. And uh, yeah. you don't hear that, but uh, it's something I think is noteworthy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people know her. She's well-known, and she's well-loved. And she's mm-hmm. still with us. She's having uh, challenges now, but she's still with us. So she's re- when did she, do you remember or know when she retired? Or mm-hmm. uh, that, that, I, I can't remember because I've been running. It, it's, it's been a while. She's She's been, I think she's been retired at least 20 years or something like that. Oh, okay. But she started late. Um, uh, that name just I sounds familiar. I'm, I may have interviewed her at one point in time in my career. That, might have had. That name just sounds she, familiar, yeah. Now, she has, she's got, I could name her, give, she started off as a standback, Mary Standback, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary, Mary Standback, Bless O'Gill, Dancy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, uh, it, it's one of those names. She could have been a... Yeah. Uh, a deal then she could have been a dancy and she was so, the first uh, female captain out at the girls first captain now right. there was another black lady there i understand but she made the rank of lieutenant but uh i don't want to you know slight her if, if her, her people or she is listening mm-hmm. but mary was the first captain black captain that was awarded the sagamar of the wabash gotta love that Mm-hmm. Now that's yeah, a big I, honor. I, I didn't know that. Is. As I was telling myself, when did you get that? Because you know she's she rose from Mississippi, okay, all the way up, and I mean she's come the whole. I call her the Harriet Tugman. Choice <laughs> <laughs> through. I say, cause you came from the bottom uh-huh. and you came all the way to the top, 
And I said, that is a big, that's a big honor, you know, and yeah. something that you don't hear every day, but it's, you know, just something. But that Sagamore, the Wabash, and being the first black captain of something like that is noteworthy. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that, Tommy. Appreciate thank it. you for listening. All right, indeed. 317-972-3008. Uh, Barbara, go ahead. How are you? Hi, t- uh, Tina. I have a quick question. Sure. Um, has any, uh, have you or any of your listeners heard anything about the statue of Jackie Robinson? Are they still looking for it or they have any leads or i have not heard anything on the status of that uh but i will certainly uh follow that up i have not heard anything so far Uh uh-uh yeah okay well i just wanted to know because uh you know he was a legend and uh i think it's terrible um you know what they've done uh so but if you hear anything you know just you know, broadcast it or whatever. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And and you know what? Can you go ahead and share with our listeners what you're talking about, um, Jackie Robinson? Yeah, Jackie Robinson, the uh, baseball the baseball player. player. Yeah, the statue, yeah. the vandalism. Well, actually, it was uh, stolen, right? Yeah, it was stolen. Yeah, uh huh. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. They stole it. That means stolen and it. burned. Uh, it may be, it may have been burned. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a possibility. Uh, and, but I do know, I guess from from what I understand, that a lot of people have uh, been dropping money. Donations have been pouring in to replace it. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. the, um, so, yeah, but uh, so far, there is, as far as an arrest or anything like that, there's mm-hmm. there's not. Um, yeah. No. That's, that's just horrible. It's just horrible. It is. It, just it really is. And what makes it so bad, they left his shoes. Yeah. You know, uh, when they announced it, they uh, they left his shoes, but they took, you know, the rest of the statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks yeah. like uh, it says the uh, the statue is going to be replaced after more than $160,000 has been donated. Okay. Um, it was stolen last week from a public park in Wichita, yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it uh, it's it's going to be replaced. So, uh, okay, that's the, good. but they did find the burned remains of the statue somewhere oh. around in Wichita. Yeah, I do know that much. They did. Oh, find I it. didn't know that. Yeah, it was stolen and burned, and you know, just a just a sheer act of sheer hatred. Just just yeah, hatred. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, indeed. Okay. All righty. Okay. Well, thank All you right. very much, Barbara. Okay, Appreciate thank it. you. Thank uh-huh. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Dion, go ahead. How are you? Is that you, Dion? You got me, Tina. I do Tina, have you. Uh, boy, your were your ears burning? Somebody was just calling, asking about you. They were. I'm sitting here um, with my wife, listening, hearing it. Hello, and Mrs. Levingston. How are you? Good afternoon. <laughs> I'm doing well. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, Joe, um, the Black Eagle is one of our favorite shows. We're just sitting here smiling. I, uh-huh. I didn't always agree with Joe on some of the things he said, but he always came from a very educated point in what he said. Uh-huh. And, Tina, our paths crossed a couple of times. Joe actually worked in Detroit, and um, he left. Um, he worked for WOL, the flagship station, mm-hmm. the original station of Radio 1 in D.C. for years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh-huh. He worked for Urban One Radio One for years on the flagship AM station. Mm. 
No, I just wasn't familiar with him. Uh, I, you know, when I saw his picture, I looked it online. I said, "Oh, I, I you know," so I, it kind of came back, you know. But I, I'm just not real, real familiar with him. But um, you say you didn't always agree. Yeah, well, I mean, he he took a unique approach. I don't think you can always agree with anybody on air, Tina, as you and I know. So, um, <laughs> in our constant disagreement. <laughs> So, um, uh, I was going to say, imagine yeah. that, imagine that, not, you know, the, no, but no, I'm, I I think that that's what a healthy, uh, healthy communication is about a healthy, that's, that's really important for people to have different, differing points of view. That's the only way you learn for me. That's the only Especially way to learn. Especially when the other person comes from a point of knowledge. That's true. I mean, when that's the other true. person is actually coming with information mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is not, I feel, I think, mm-hmm, I suppose, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you got to actually, you may disagree with them, but you got to nod your head and go, okay. And I mean, and Joe was always well informed. We didn't, we just looked at each other because neither <laughs> one of us realized he had passed in the last couple of days. But I yeah. mean, it looks like he passed on January 31st. Uh, so last Wednesday? last yeah last week yeah he passed last week uh pierre wow. i i knew nothing of his health struggles or what have you and pierre was just saying that uh he had had a bout with cancer that returned and uh the second bout he was not able to uh, survive so um and you know that my phone uh, is your phone blowing up with this uh king charles information this king charles cancer diagnosis yeah it's unbelievable yeah. yeah it's all over the world so and it's it's hard to believe that the pro- he was in the hospital for two weeks with a prostate issue, and then they, he's today he starts cancer treatment. But the cancer treatment has nothing to do with the prostate issues he was hospitalized for two weeks with. Um, wow. It's hard to get your head around that one, but maybe it is true. I don't know. The palace is not always known to be forthcoming um, either. They kind of tell you what they want you to know, but yeah, we'll see. See what's going on with Can that. I got stopped on um, this weekend, and um, and everybody talked about how um, the interview with um, Samson and Hezekiah <laughs> was just so great. Um, yes. And, and what, what you laugh is, Tina, people may not believe us, but both were completely spontaneous. Samson was spontaneous, and Hezekiah was spontaneous. Tina, is that sometimes the best interview? Absolutely, though? or totally organic. It just comes from a place that the place is, where the place is, and I I couldn't agree more. But you know, Samson is always great. I've never interviewed uh, Hezekiah, but I understand that he's always great as well. Uh, so yeah, they were both great interviews, and that's the best. Sometimes that's the best kind. Just you know, right right there, right off the top, right off the well, top of their heads. So. Yep, I just want to call and tell you real quick. I heard, and I'm sorry to hear about Joe. He was a yeah. he was a tremendous broadcaster mm-hmm. and a, a great person, and he's a big loss. And yeah, our um, he he ties back to our company um, and the mm-hmm. flagship original um, Radio One station in WOL. Yeah, well, certainly thoughts go out to him, uh, his family, and to uh, to all of his his former workers, coworkers, current. You know, that's that's sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry to hear that. So, all righty. Well, uh, carry on with your afternoon, and uh, I will talk with you a little bit later on. Are you done for the day? No, I, um, <laughs> I actually have a a meeting this afternoon with Pastor Jay at um, Shepherd Community Center um, as we talk about some more of the um, things that we're doing to impact uh-huh. the community. 
Pastor Jay is doing some really wonderful things out there, and we're just glad that we can come alongside of them and do and and assist them in what they're doing. It sounds like a plan. Keep me posted. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Talk with you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Mr. Russell, you get the final call before we go to the next hour. Go ahead. Seems like I get the final call a lot. <laughs> you get in just under the wire. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to give my condolences to the family of the Black Eagle also. You know, mm-hmm. you, you might have seen him on some of Roland Martin's programs. Yeah, when, I just, yeah, I, 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 the face looks really familiar. And I, again, I just wasn't familiar with the name particularly. But yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah, you guys are used to be about. on quite a bit. But uh, <clears throat> I wanted to uh, shout out uh, in terms of black history about 50 years ago when the first black expo in Indianapolis started up, mm-hmm. uh, there was a young man. Uh, Named George Van Sickles. I don't know if you've ever heard yes, of him. Yes, I knew George. Yeah, he was a photographer, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, but oh, he, he was he was an artist. Uh, back in the day when they used to have uh, ads come out in the newspaper, you know, they, he worked with the old standard grocery <laughs> chain, and uh-huh. he used to draw up those ads, you know, like, the, like you would see in the newspapers, uh, Filling them in, you right, know, right. With yeah, yeah. But he also uh, was very active in the community in terms of helping out uh, various organizations, including Black Expo, the Urban Union, uh, other other organizations. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, we don't call out the people that are kind of in the auxiliary role, so to speak, in the organizations. But he mm-hmm. was a tremendous asset to the community and his name is George Rand Sickles. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember George because uh he, but he he did a lot of photography, right? He did. And yeah, that's what I remember did. him most for. Yeah. Did when did did George pass? Yes, he did. I uh, did not know that. I did not know. Yeah. That. yeah a couple of years ago unfortunately. So, um, but he's in a better place, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he yeah. um he was everywhere. I, you know, now that you mentioned that, I haven't seen him out for a while. But uh, he was always uh, on the creative, you know, on the creative points. And uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And he, he used to have a. They used to have a company called Boss, Van um, mm. Sickle, Anderson, and Smith for Homer Smith. Mm-hmm. I think Homer. Homer. Homer Smith, he, yeah. Homer Smith was a uh, uh, big worker in the community also you know i mm-hmm. think he was head of the naacp at one time mm-hmm. he was work with the urban union various organizations so that's another kind of unsung uh person in the community yes he i remember uh you know homer was uh in the with the naacp back in the 80s wasn't he wasn't he part of them? Yeah, all, all through that that period. Yeah, that period he was. Uh, yeah, he was an, an official with that. So, and but, another, another young lady was Mamie Cole. I don't know if you ever met her. I but, don't think I did. But she worked with the NAACP and also uh, the uh, uh, Pullman uh, Porters Union. Mm-hmm. You know, Philip mm-hmm. Randolph. Okay. Uh, with yeah. The, with, you know, they had. The uh, the uh, black workers in the, in the, on the trains they had a, they unionized and it was the April Randolph Union, wow. but they had a tremendous organization and she worked with that very heavily in the community. Also worked with um, 
John Lewis and uh, quite a few people nationally were in that union because that was one of the the most powerful unions at the time, uh, sleeping car porters. Yes. uh, With the the trains, Mm. on the trains and whatnot. A lot of a lot of history with you, Mr. Russell. I know there's a lot of history with you. So feel free to call in and share anytime. You know we got an entire month to get as many in as we can. So thank you. Yeah, well, uh, it's always good to call out people because a lot of times it is. It really you know, is. Yeah. People people don't know the the people behind the scenes, so to speak. You know, so mm-hmm. but uh, they were all good workers, definitely. Indeed, indeed. All righty. Well, thank you, Mr. Russell. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, you too. And we'll be back with more Community Connection uh, right after this. Coming up, we have uh, the BBB uh, and uh, the uh, Black Male Mental Health Conference uh, that's coming up as well. We'll be right back. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future, on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. We're heading into our second hour of the show. Um, And as I was saying earlier, some of the things that we think are that we may be doing uh, that we think are just regular things uh, could be uh, trouble traps, so to speak. Uh, back with us today is Jennifer Adamani, Director of Communication for the Better Business Bureau of Indianapolis, uh, with a reminder that even the simplest of things can be fertile ground for scammers, especially online. Jennifer, uh, welcome back. How are you doing today? Doing very well, thank you. How are you? Doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Um, have a quick question before we get to our content. Any, uh, will, will All-Star, NBA All-Star Week or anything like that have any impact on what the BBB does? Or um... yeah, Certainly. I mean, we want to be out there warning people about ticket scams, even merchandise scams. Uh, it's, it's always prevalent when there's big events going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and any, uh, you know, have you talked to any, uh, anyone from the cities from, from anyone from the cities that had hosted this prior, uh, to, uh, to here, or you're just taking it as it comes? I have not, but we're taking it as it comes and it's, uh, not, not an uncommon occurrence, whether it's the big game that we're going to see next week or any type of championship or, or finals or. Um, big sporting oh, yeah. event. Oh, yeah, because we got the Super Bowl before we got the NBA All-Star. Yeah. Yeah, but I... I'm sorry, the big the game. Being, to, to tap yeah, hands, the, the tap Cole's hands. not being yeah. in it, I don't anticipate a lot of people from the area trying to get tickets out uh, for the game. Out in, in Vegas. Vegas but, yeah. but you never know. I anticipate a lot of folks going to Vegas have no no intention of seeing the game. <laughs> they might want to go out there to take advantage of the game festivities, the big game festivities, but not necessarily worry about going to the game. So it's because it's Vegas, so everybody knows. Uh, right. But anyway, uh, Jennifer, again, welcome back. And uh, some of these, uh, you know, some of these alerts, and I love the alerts that you share with our listeners. Um, uh, here uh, periodically, and some of these alerts. I mean, I never in a thousand years would I have thought about what you're telling us about. But let, let's go to the first one, uh, which is uh, asking for a friend or do a friend a favor. Um, you say this one is really clever. Can you uh, can you elaborate a little bit? So, if you are friends with somebody on Facebook that you know, and you get approached, whether it's through Messenger or um, 
you know, direct message service and they say, hey, how things are going? Do you have a minute? Because I have a quick favor. And um, it might even be a text message that you're getting. And so you want to be a good friend. So you inquire about it and you find out that they have some situation that maybe they're traveling and they, they need to quickly get a gift card purchased or they're on their way to their nephew's birthday party and realize they didn't have a gift and they need some help um, to on their way. And so it seems like a very simple and reasonable uh, favor that they're asking of you. But what's really going on is it's a scammer who is trying to get you to buy gift cards, give them the information, so you're essentially handing cash over to them. And so when you do that, it's nearly impossible to get it back. So even if you are getting approached by a friend to do a simple favor like that, it's really important to do your due diligence and make sure you're actually speaking to your friend rather than a scammer. So you, more likely than not, if it's coming from Facebook, it, it, it probably will be, what, a DM from that particular friend account would you say yeah yeah most likely dm and it could be a situation where your friend's account got hacked yes or they cloned your friend's account sent you a friend request that you didn't realize you'd already Mm. were connected with them and accepted it and not thinking twice fall into the trap so so what do you do uh to verify that i mean what are some of the things that you can do right away i mean you don't want to send them a text back and say, is this really you uh, or something like that? Or do you? I mean, would that work or is it better to go out and go around another way and just talk to them directly or something? I, I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't message directly back to that person because, of course, they're going to say, yes, yes, it's really me. You want to right. you have their phone number or an email or you have a mutual friend that you can ask because um, you want to make sure that it is who they say they are and. If it's someone you befriended on social media and you don't actually know them in person, or let's say it's a friend that you knew from high school that you haven't really kept in touch with, but your friends mm-hmm. online, if it seems out of character for them to reach out to you of all people, I think that would be a red flag because yeah. um, we even talked to them in years. But if you are friends with them and you have their phone number, you have their email, or you have a third uh, another friend who can help verify, I would go about it that way than mm-hmm. responding directly to the message you receive. So the timing and the nature of the request are certainly red flags. But, you know, when you said something about a gift card with this, that to me was the biggest red flag because that's how a lot of these scams are able to go. Uh, and it's with the purchase and, uh, you know, procurement of these gift cards. So is is the fact that, I mean, is that a, right away, if somebody asks you for a gift card, if they're your friend or not, shouldn't you be suspicious if they're requesting a gift card? Because that's how the, a lot of these scams are able to operate, right? I would. I mean, especially if they are, nowadays you can purchase gift cards online and get like a, a digital version of it. If they're uh-huh. out traveling somewhere, there's plenty of places along the way. I'm sure they could stop in and grab something. Um, so certainly if they are asking for a, you to purchase a gift card, anytime that happens, that you're being solicited to purchase a gift card, I would have your guard up. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to. I mean, because uh, that's just I, it, anything pertaining to a gift card and a request from somebody to say, hey, can you get me a gift? I, I just automatically shut it down. So uh but that's uh, the, do a favor for a friend, um, and it's clever because you're right. They now, the, the, what's the difference between cloning your account and hacking your account? 
So cloning is if they create a new account, but they copy your information, so your name, your your photos, any public information you put on there to make it look like it's a copycat of the person's actual account. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's why it's so important to also be careful of what information you put out there about yourself and the the privacy settings you have because Mm -hmm. you could potentially be putting yourself at risk of having your Mm -hmm. account copied. You know, I want to put a pin right here because I definitely want to get to the other other two uh, scams that you wanted to to make our listeners aware of. Um, did did you have any thoughts on the congressional hearings last week uh, with uh, Facebook uh, and some of the other social media uh, executives about keeping um, these channels safer, especially for children? But just in general, I mean, what did you have any thoughts on that and? That, well, you know, what do you what do you think in terms of re- the regulation of of these social media channel, channels? Well, I mean, at BBB, we're a firm believer in just preserving people's uh, data and, and the security that comes mm-hmm. with that. So, regardless of what's going on in the world and congressional hearings and whatnot, we really um, try to be have people be aware of the importance of safeguarding privacy, and so. Um, there are things you can do on the individual level. There's things businesses uh-huh. can do. There's things that you know local communities and, and federal can can do. But the bottom line is um, we should be protecting people's information because mm-hmm. if it gets into the wrong hands, boy, can it be a hassle to circumvent, you know, and, and mm-hmm. get control of it again. Do you think social media companies, uh, social media channels, should be doing more? Um, I will be. I'm not fully well versed in like everything that they're doing to say, but certainly I think there needs to be a lot more education. I think there um, oh, needs yeah. to be opportunities that people understand what is really going on. So, well, these um, the the you know the these these social media sites are just fertile ground for any kind of scam you want to run. And there, you know, it's as someone said during those hearings, this is like the wild wild west. I mean, there's just little to no regulation whatsoever and so you know keeps <laughs> keeps a lot of folks busy uh including uh the bbb but i, I understand what you're saying i cer- i certainly do i certainly do um this is something jennifer that that really caught my eye this next one um about uh taking uh, a facebook quiz because i will say that there are some apps uh, and just some sites that say, hey, test your knowledge on so-and-so and so. And I do it because I'm curious, well, what do I know? There was one um, There was one with, I think it was MeTV, and what do you know about 80s television or 90s television, you know, different things like that that are just fun, you know, just time killers, you know, passing time or what have you. But um, you need to think twice about, uh, taking one of those quizzes, especially if it's on Facebook. And so can you tell us about that, please? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, so this is, uh, again, another example of something that seems harmless, but it could really be putting yourself in jeopardy. So you, you see those quizzes of what's your horoscope for the year or what's going to happen you know, mm-hmm. this year to you. Or, mm-hmm. or it could even be friends who are posting things where they have certain prompts that you fill in about yourself that uh, you then also share about yourself, but what people don't realize is you are putting information out there 
and and put it into hands that you don't necessarily know what they're going to do with that information Mm -hmm. that is used for security questions that you may have to uh, regain your password or to change your password Mm -hmm. or other things. So if you see things where it's asking you questions like, what was the first car you owned or uh, what was the street name of that you grew up on, things that are, are used for personal identifying information, you're clear of it. Uh, yeah. I, I think your friends can go without knowing those things. But again, if you're not in control of your privacy settings, if you are connecting with people that you don't actually know in person, uh, you could be setting yourself up for our identity theft down the road. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Our guest, uh, Jennifer Adamani, uh, Director of Communication for the Better Business Bureau of Indianapolis. Uh, Jennifer, when I do, I, I will say this, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I will say that when I do take those quizzes, if they ask for my email address or anything, I, st- I shut it down because to me, that's nothing more than an information grab. And if you're going to take a quiz, take a quiz and call it a day. But you don't need to know all of those other things and anything that, you know, that puts up that wall uh, that you have to answer all these questions in order to take the quiz. And then if you uh, take the quiz, then you, you have another set of questions that they want you to answer. Those are those are red flags to me, and I I, I do uh, avoid those like the plague because it's like no 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 no. Uh, primarily, I just don't want a bunch of more junk coming into my email because when they get your email address, they start marketing to it uh, and things of that nature. But I just don't like anything like that that asks you for information, personal information. That shouldn't that shouldn't be. I agree. And, and keep in mind, not all of these social media quizzes are data collection scams, but you want to be careful of the ones that do ask for that. Or they want you to say, hey, click here so we can you know, just send the information you have on your profile to this third-party entity. I would stick of that as well. They, they do not need to know that information, uh, yeah. to your point. And so, again, very, very clearly, the way people know the difference between the legitimate ones and the ones that are doing information grabs. How can folks know the difference? <clears throat> well, I mean, if they're asking for that information, um, that to your point, you don't need for me to figure out which TV character I'm most like. Um, and if you can't figure out who is actually the one who created the quiz, so you can do a little more research on it, I would stay away from it. Um, and any just any time, whether you're sharing a post yourself and filling information or clicking on a, on a link to do a quiz, if they want information on you beyond what's related to the quiz or whatever, or it might be information you share or utilize for security purposes on different accounts and, and whatnot, I would just walk away. Mm. Yeah, but you have to think about the information that you're giving them. Um, and I always stop with the, just the email. If you got to put in your email address for anything, I don't want to do it. Uh, I always stop right there. Uh, so, um yeah, that's 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 good advice. Um, is this is this one? Are these the last two we discussed? Are these two that you've just recently been made aware of as as far as scam tracker? I mean, it, it certainly happens, um, but it's one of those things where we like to bring up every once in a while to remind oh, people I see. because of how often people are on on social media, and then mm-hmm. it's very easy to re- not realize that you're giving out information that you think is just fun and games. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one uh, I, I found amusing. 
uh, because TV shows are made over these things. <laughs> you know, it's, kind of, it's got kind of a Jerry Springer-ish type of a vibe to it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. uh, it says romance scam uh, can dupe daters with the promises of a sugar mama or a sugar daddy. Um, and, and it says in this new twist on a romance scam, a con artist sweet talks you by offering to pay your bills. So you got romance, uh, online date, you got all that mixed into, uh, the scam itself. So can, how can you sort it out for us? Yeah. So this is a great example of how scammers are going up above like a typical type of scam and integrating different kinds of scams into one. Mm -hmm. And so we will often bring up um, the fact that romance scams occur. And so that's typically where you are on a dating site or you come across someone online and you, a a budding relationship starts to unfold and gets to a point where they say, I down on my luck. I need some money to get me out of this situation. And because you love that person and you're infatuated with them, you're willing to send over money to them. And so that's kind of your, your basic romance scam. But in this twist, it's where the person that you have developed a relationship with is offering to send you money, whether it's a weekly allowance or just because they love you, hundreds, thousands of dollars, whatever it may be. And so they'll say, I'll send you a check or give me access to your bank account and I'll mm. set up a direct deposit for that. And so they pretend to transfer money you or it could be through a peer-to-peer payment service and they say keep most of it but i need a small favor can you go and give a portion of this to my friend who needs it or i have this bill i need to pay can you just go ahead and take care of it for me or maybe it's purchase a gift card or donate to a charity Uh, and so what ends up happening is you see the money hit your account you think the money is there and you go ahead and and send that money whatever they requested requested you to do only to find out later on, because it could be a couple weeks later, that the check actually never cleared. And so not only did you send money to a scammer that wasn't yours to begin with, Ah. and you're now responsible for the money that the bank lost because it wasn't a valid check. So Ah. it's uh, really important to not wear (laughs) your heart on your sleeve on this and that you can't think through what might actually be at play. Yeah, there was some odd. Uh, there was a, a it was a, sh- a show on um, online dating, and I think it said that sixty to seventy five percent of dating in the U.S. now is online. Uh, I mean, it's just a ridiculously crazy high number uh, that most people are meeting online. Uh, well, not most. What is it, 75, 60 to seventy five percent, depending on um, you know which which figures you use. But that's still more than fifty percent. Yeah, it's, it's pretty common nowadays, and scammers know that. They um, even have some have a playbook of how to win, particularly women, over in the United States. So they have like this long list of pickup lines, or they, they say to constantly keep the conversation on the person and not on you, and just fatuate wow. them certain times a day to reach out to them. So it can be very organized. Oh, um, it can be, yeah. Yeah, and they 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 compliment the women and call them beautiful and all kinds of you know just just unbelievable. So what you're saying is this particular scam, they will they will put they will you you give them access to your account. They drop a check. They drop a cold check in your account. 
then you give them money off of that cold check and you're when they when the bank finds out that the check is just uh, the the funds are not available not only are you responsible for the money that they put in there but you've also you're also out of the good money or what have you the legitimate money that you sent to this place right that's correct and so, it could it could be where they deposit directly or they send you a check and so you kind of want to know the signs of a fake check and and this is why it's so important to wait it out before you actually give out any money related to it. Make sure it truly clears in your bank account. Yeah. Um, and so what is, how, how do you get, I mean, it would seem as if there would be a, a clear paper trail uh, if you're transferring money from your account to another account or what have you. Is that, is that not traceable? I mean, how do they, how do they cover those tracks? I, um, Fortunately, I am not a scammer, so I don't know exactly how they go about faking all of that um, because you're right, you think there would be a paper trail with it, but I, I'm sure there are ways for them to cover their tracks or it's a quick account they they create mm-hmm. and close it up, move on. Um, yeah. I don't know, full of it, but I, that's why I think they more commonly will try to send you a check for you to deposit. Ah, okay. So they, and then the, the address is untraceable and, and the check untraceable. Um, and then you deposit the check. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the bank can't, uh, can't, uh, can't cash out or can't get anything off of the check. Uh, right. It ends up being fake. And so you're now responsible for it. Well, the uh, I remember with uh, the phone calls that, you know, the, the phone callers, when people would call and try to extract money from you by threatening you. And I mean, I got so many of those. It wasn't even funny. And I turned them in. The thing, the, the problem with uh, those kinds of scammers is that um, the instant you call back, I mean, those numbers aren't good, but for maybe 24 hours, if that long. They, I don't know if it's some kind of software or some kind of a system or what have you, but when you try to call those numbers back or try to find those numbers, they're not available. You know, it's, it's a non-working number. It's kind of like a self-mutating virus, the way um, one investigator told me. Uh, it's kind of like that because what they'll do is they'll, it'll just divert to another number. They, they may have 30, 40, 50 numbers that they use. And, you know, as soon as they've used one and they've used it to excess or whatever, they'll go to another uh, so that's why I was just kind of wondering how, if it if they're transferring money to another bank, um, how man that that would be some operation if they can you know with the phone is one thing, but with banking, uh, and and that direct deposit that would be something different. I I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out. I guess I'm just thinking out loud. I, I think s- what they end up doing is when they ask for your bank information to deposit the money. More often than not, they're likely going in there and not depositing anything. They're just pulling money out of it for themselves. Okay, that that seen, makes sense, yeah. We've seen that for other types of scams, but yeah. uh, I think it's less work on their part to, to create that cover. Yeah, to create the So basically, they're just going in and taking your money. Correct. Oh, my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. So uh, yeah, these are these are some good ones. Uh, the the I I had never I never really thought about the uh, the quiz thing i just thought that they were being nosy and looking to send me you know to flood my uh, my email with a, a bunch of uh, junk and trying to you know advertise i never thought about the other side of it which is uh, uh you know an information grab i never thought about that 
but I'm it's gonna... what we call fishing when they're trying to, to mm. get information on you. So it's and it's a very common tactic, uh, whether it's through quizzes or other things. That's why you got to be careful about it. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, these are all good ones. It's all very good warnings. And and again, as you say, with the big game coming up Sunday, and then a week after that. Uh, the NBA All Star Game, which we can say, um, another another alert for for folks out there. You know, can you can you repeat that for those who may be just tuning in for folks to be careful as well? Yeah, you you want to be careful about ticket scams. Uh, this is where they will list that our tickets are available for a really good rate, maybe really good seats, uh, and you might be desperate to get in like you gotta go get to the game that you're you're willing to pay for it seen as a really good deal so you want to be careful about those it could also be merchandise where they're creating fake uh websites online for for what looks like really good merchandise and either it's counterfeit or you don't get it at all um there's even a thing called speculative ticketing where you purchase from a third party like a resale vendor and what happens is the person who's selling it doesn't actually have the tickets to sell in the first place. They're just banking on the fact that they can get tickets on that road. So if you see oh. this section, this row, but they don't tell you the exact seats, you want to be cautious of that because it could be a situation of the speculative ticketing. Mm. Uh, ticketing. What about merchandise on the streets? Because, um, you know, a lot of cities that have events like this, like what we're about to have, they have um, vendors uh, that, you know, have... I, I guess what appears to be legitimate uh, merchandise. And we know that a lot of the vendors that have quote unquote legitimate merchandise. How, so how do you, how can you tell the difference between the legitimate and, and the real merchandise? Is it simply that the real is not sold on the street? Yeah. Often, often when it's sold on the street, it's probably uh reproduced knock off, and yeah, they don't, yeah. yeah, knock off. They don't have the proper licensing to sell it because if someone is officially licensed, they are supposed to give a cut to the actual company or the team or you know, whatever owns the rights to the, the logo or the name and all that. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a knockoff. You have to kind of think about the ethics with that. Do we want to um, engage with people who are not going through the right means to properly sell um, sell that? But that's where you got to be careful on the streets and, and maybe reconsider because you also don't know the quality of it. I mean, you see it firsthand, but you don't know if the if it's a print job on on a T-shirt if it's really quality that you're you're paying a good uh, you're paying money for it, but you put it in the wash and it fades out. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a risk you can take. Yeah, be careful of those high prices on those items too, because that <laughs> that's another way that they get you. Um, Jennifer, thank you again as always. Great advice, uh, great information. Um, favor for a friend, uh, testing uh, for your smarts with the quiz, and uh, finding a romantic sugar daddy or sugar mama, uh, <laughs> you know, that loves you and wants to pay your bills. All you gotta do is give them your bank account, and they'll pay your bills. So. That tells me something right there. But anyway, yeah, right. uh, anyway, Jennifer, thank you so much. And the websites and the numbers folks can call if they want to know more. Come on out to BBB.org. We have the Scam Tracker, which is actually now award-winning. It was uh, named the best scam fighting tool of 2023. Congratulations. Um, you buried you. the yeah, lead really, there. Yeah. Very proud of it because we're yeah. out there trying to protect everyone's um, mm -hmm. information and, and money. But it's there at BBB.org, or you can give us a call. We're here local in the area. It's the number is 
2222. So 317-488-2222. All righty then. Thank you, Jennifer, and have a good rest of your week. And we'll be talking with you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much. All righty. Thank you. And we'll be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Our number is 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. And again, our number, 317-972-3008. Uh, Earlier in the show, we brought up the subject of the difference between healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity. Whoa, Uh, two extremes right there. Um, That's going to be one of the topics of the third annual Black Male Mental Health Summit. The third annual Black Male Mental Health Summit. It's going to be sponsored uh, in part by CAFE, which is the Community Alliance of the Far East Side. Uh, Cafe, the Community Alliance of the Far East Side, is hosting uh, the event that is coming up on Friday, uh, February the 23rd. Um, they they have a statement here, and I want to share some of that with you before we uh, get to our guest. Um, it says, healthy masculinity is the antithesis, the opposite, of toxic masculinity. It is the rejection of the cultural pressure put on men to behave a certain way, such as the expectation of men to be tough and to downplay or hide their emotions. Healthy masculinity requires us to acknowledge these societal expectations put on men and actively combat them by allowing men to show emotion and vulnerability and teaching everyone from a young age that masculinity is not defined by toughness, power, or aggression. Our objective with BMMHS24 is to create an environment where men feel comfortable in dealing with our raw, unfiltered emotions. There is a desperate need for our black brothers, young and old, to see the help with the weight of daily expectations uh, and responsibilities, to see help with the weight of daily expectations uh, and responsibilities. So um, therein... um, lies the mission of the event about to come up and uh you know we're hoping that before we end the show that we'll be able to speak with someone from cafe um about that very thing uh but first let's go uh let's go back to the phone lines um 317-972-3008 attorney bohannon how are you good how are you teen how this afternoon i'm fantastic thank you very much everything's going okay I went to a event yesterday that i did not know had existed apparently the uh um, cemetery, um, Crown Hill Cemetery does oh, every year. Yes, yes, yes. A a, a, a program on Black history, mm-hmm. which I was not aware. That's like the fourteenth or fifteenth. But I also was not aware of a person who I, uh, since you asked for a uh, past, um, she was the hero of our community. There's a woman named um, Cynthia Whistler, which I did not know. I didn't know. Did not know she was the first. African American managing director at Crown Hill. Oh, okay, okay. And she uh-huh. passed away about uh, they say about 2011, 2012, maybe somewhere in there. And so they created for her a scholarship. Huh. And so part of this event was this young, uh, for a scholarship for a young man who wants to be a director. Uh, he just graduated. From, he just graduated from high school. 
which has been working for a while. But the other event was they honor attorney Faye Williams for her work. And I also did not know that they also do every year the Julia Carson Award mm-hmm. uh, and scholarship. So I was not aware of that. So I went yesterday in, in support of uh, attorney Williams. And so it's kind of interesting that there are a lot of things in our community that we're not aware of that in turn of honoring black history or honoring persons who made some significant impact in our community in some way or another mm. that may not necessarily be known. So if you're keeping a list of uh, names, I would suggest that name, Cynthia Whistler, on your list. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, that's, that's fantastic. What's her name? Cecily Whistler? Cynthia. Cynthia Whistler. Oh, Cynthia Whistler. Okay, let me put that in there. Um, yeah, um, you when you mentioned that, I, my mind started going, yes, I had heard that Crown Hill does um, a black history event every year. Um, and uh, so where, uh, what else did they do, uh, Tony well, Bohan? Well, they had, you know, they gave out the award to a young uh, brother named Bryce Porter. Was a recipient, like I said, he was a he had been working there at, the, at Crown Hill since the high school. Just graduated now at Saint at Vince, uh, Vincent University, trying to get his mortuary science license degree. And they honor um, the mayor spoke, and they honor uh, um, Attorney Williams. But it's just the fact that I had never heard of before. I didn't know they do this. Who's I never heard of? Cynthia uh, Whistler, W H I F L E R. Never heard it. Did not know her significant um, impact as being the first manager director of Crown Hill. That she basically ran Crown Hill when she was there at the first manager director. Like, okay, that's interesting. That is. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a name of of, of a person that, as you begin adding your list of unknown mm-hmm. black heroes and heroes who Cynthia Whiffler. Yeah, yes. Cynthia Whiffler. Wow. Yeah. What a you know that's that's very important black history there Crown Hill my goodness the history that's there unbelievable yeah, yeah. unbelievable all righty thank you attorney thank you bye 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 you too you too uh three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight Jeff how are you. Hey, Keenan, how you doing? I'm doing good, I think. <laughs> I hope you had a good weekend, you and your family. Ah, uh, we did, and you. Uh, not bad, not bad. Very restful, very restful. Yeah, restful, quiet, you know, and uneventful. I, I'm tr- I'm really learning to appreciate those more and more and more. Nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Weekend, right. so. Yeah, yeah. About, I was calling in regards to your to your current topic about masculinity, and, mm-hmm. you know, and versus toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. I don't know when your guests are coming in there, but. Yeah, hopefully you know, so. I, I, and I wish there was somebody there because there's a question I wanted to ask them, but, you know, but. You know, you're a very insightful human being. You know, maybe you can answer it or what have you, or maybe, but maybe I'm just looking for the male perspective. But you know, when your guests get there, maybe you can ask me. Anyway, but you know, I was always believe. You know, I am a man, of course. You know, I, you know, uh, I, my my gen, maybe it's a generational thing. In my generation, masculinity was was the equivalent of chivalry. You know what I mean? You open the door for a lady. You know, uh, ladies who were your senior, you called a man, and you know you was very respectful. Uh, you treated a lady like a lady. You, you know, all this stuff you go in there. But uh, I guess with toxic masculinity, in my perspective, it just usually when I see men who I would consider to be, you know, have this behavior, this toxic masculinity, whatever it is, is that there's something really going on with them. Maybe some of their own insecurities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 
especially as black men for centuries, we were denied the right to be men. You know, we for a long time we were called boy. You know what I mean? And now that you know, to some we got some degree of freedom. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, like I said, if I wish it was one of the special days that now we're sort of making up for lost time, I guess, you know, that, you know, and we see where, uh, let's take affirmative action, for instance. You know, they said that was supposed to help certain marginalized groups get ahead, but we all know who the better, who's the better, the, the major benefactor of affirmative action. That's white women, then black women, and usually black men are at the bottom of the pole. And so now you got to compete with that where white males, since this, is a patriarchal white male society and everything geared towards them that black men feel like, you know, I'm feeling that they're feeling less than, you know, am I making any sense? No, no, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, marginalized. I mean, just, just, just pushed aside. Uh, and so, so, so very much of this, Jeff, that goes back to the institution of slavery. It just does. Yeah, absolutely. 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 You know, or, you know, uh, we're, we're, yeah, you know, black, you know, Black men couldn't defend their children or their wives, you know, mm. their sisters and their mothers and their wives were being raped, you know, by the overseers and the masters, and they mm. couldn't do that. But now that they got some freedom, now it's like, now I got to, you know, really make up for lost time. I guess. Yeah, 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 just totally and, demoralized, you know. That, yeah, we were demoralized. You know, it was stripped men, from the beginning. Was, Manhood, was, you know, in, 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 in the traditional sense, uh, so much of that was stripped from the very beginning. Uh, and sure. it had Absolutely. to to be able to survive because, because we were a threat. You know, black men mm-hmm. were viewed as a, a threat. You know, uh, even to this day, you know, uh, we're villainized. You know, society. If you're a young black man, you know, you mm-hmm. always born with a bullseye on your back, fairly in front. I mean, I'm sure you had your talk with your son about some things. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think a lot of it, from my perspective, you know with this toxic masculine is our popular culture. You know, we still have this John Wayne mentality, you know, with your deal saying, but you know, a man shouldn't cry or else, you know, their father's out give you something to cry about, you know, which is <laughs> yes. insane in itself. Yeah, you know, I know. Because, How many times have know, we heard I, that? You better shut up or I give you something to cry about. Yeah, I really give you something to cry about. And then throw in this current, I ain't going to say all hip hop. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna do that because I come. I do like my public enemy. I like my uh, Big Daddy Kane. I like my Sugar Hill Game. But just mm-hmm. current stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it. That's why I don't watch the Grannies no more. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know we're calling black women every dirty name. You know, the, the B word, and you know, uh, I gotta get paid. I gotta, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I need a gun to quality. You know, I need a gun to, you know, to. Uh, my 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 man my masculinity is identified with this gun. I need a gun to promote my masculinity. You know to to uh, mm-hmm. to, to evaluate my masculinity. You know, I guess I'm saying it right. I, I certainly know. underscore it. That's for that's for sure. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like an accent it, 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 mark. You know, an, an, uh, an exclamation yeah, point know, at the end of a sentence. I this is yeah. This I need is a gun right. to validate yeah. my masculinity. That's yeah. What I was trying to yeah. Say. I need yeah. this, and I need to call. You know, I need to make as many children with, with different women as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And white men are guilty of it, too. It, it's just an exclusively a black male thing, you know. But I just mm-hmm. wish some of your, you know, some of your folks, maybe you can ask them that question. But I, mm-hmm. I would like to know how much popular culture plays in this toxic masculinity. Listen, I'm a man, heterosexual. No, I'm not homophobic because I, I know who I am. I got friends who are gay. They're no threat to me. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm into. I know what I like, you know, mm-hmm. and... uh 
That and so I am I masculine? Okay, all right. Am I uh, uh, sociopathic masculine? No, I mean I, I'm a man. I mean, and it's okay. You know, I got all the, you know all the utensils to prove that I am. You know, and uh, <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I mean. But you know, I mean, I got to task. Well, you know what? I'm I'm going to push back a little bit on that. That that you when you when you talked about, I I chuckled a little bit. That doesn't prove that you're a man. It proves you are male. No, no. It proves you are male. Okay, uh, but, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough, it proves you are enough. male. But what does prove? What what is the proof of the difference between you know, a man and I look a woman? At my you know, father. I, I use my father. You know. You know, you probably, you know, you, you know, you, probably, you know, you take care of your family. You're a provider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you handle your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you set an example. Mm-hmm. You know, my father set the example. Me and my other two brothers, and uh, you know, uh, did him, did him and my mom have issues? Sure, they did, like any other couple. You know, and mm-hmm. but you know, uh, he knew uh, one thing about a man. He uses, you know, there's a time and there's a place for everything. He uses thoughts. You know, sometimes we we don't give the brain enough credit. You know, you think punching somebody's lights out doesn't necessarily make you a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just sometimes you, sometimes we need to use a little bit of good judgment. You know, uh, what 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 have you? But uh, I, uh, you know, I, I just think this toxic masculine. I think it's self destructive, and you know, with the whole, you know, with uh, you hear with the conservatives, you know, with, you know, with the gun thing, the gun culture, that violence, you know, you know uh, where do you want to equate violence with masculine, which the two have nothing to do with each other, mm-hmm. you know, or, or you're abusive that you need to subjugate women or nothing like that. I mean, I mean, I like, you know, strong, intelligent women. I mean, I want somebody to have a conversation with, you know, yeah. So, and I, uh, I was hoping not, our guest, uh, but I, obviously uh, as close as it is to the top of the hour, our guest has yeah, been right, uh, right, right, has been detained. Right. So we looks like we may have to uh, to reschedule that. But Jeff, those are all uh, very good questions, and certainly sure. uh, when you know when we do get a chance to get this segment on, um, you know we'll ask that because the event. I think we have time to reschedule it, which is good because it's not right. like it's going to be tonight or tomorrow. The event is coming up on the twenty third, so well, maybe. Uh-huh. But a but a strong man should always appreciate a strong woman. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, I mean, I love strong women. I mean, I I find them. I now this might sound a little sex, but I find them challenging. I mm-hmm. do, but I okay. think that's part of the hunt. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I do admire a woman who got a lot going on for herself. Okay. You know? well, I mean, that's... I, I'm not intimidated or nothing like that. But a lot of men, not all, mm-hmm. but a lot of men, to me, from the com- my conversation, feel intimidated by. Mm-hmm women who have it sort of quote going on you well know? jeff sounds like you know who you are you're comfortable and, and very secure yeah, in yourself. I am. I, yeah. I, okay. I, I'm a, you know i'm a work in progress you know I'm we not, all are we all remain yeah, you know yeah. we remain that until the lord calls us home we all remain a work in progress so absolutely all right, yes. you, take care, all right you too jeff and thank you for calling in and um yeah, unfortunately, as I was just saying with Jeff, it looks like our guest uh, for this segment is not going to be able to make it. And that happens, uh, and we have to give people, uh, you know, the, the freedom to reschedule if they want. Sometimes they get unavoidably detained and thinking um, that they they had it on the schedule and didn't or thinking they could get to it and couldn't. But uh, be that as it may, um, you know, perhaps between now and the 23rd of February, uh, we can get this rescheduled. But again, it's the cafe is going to be hosting 
um, the difference between healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity, um, the third annual Black Male Mental Health Summit, the third annual Black Male Mental Health Summit uh, is coming up on Friday, uh, February the 23rd. And again, like I said, maybe we can uh, we can get back to that. So um, right now, that's about all. I'm not going to get into too much else because we're not going to have time for it. So we'll just go ahead and start our wrap right about now. Just want to remind everyone uh, that the uh, advisory from the Marion County Public Health Department is still in effect. Uh, so please uh, be careful. There's a lot of uh, uh, the nasty bugs and things of that nature still flying around. Vaccines, uh, flu, COVID, RSV um, are still circulating uh, quite a bit. Uh, if you have to go to the uh, ER, uh, please only do so for serious, serious uh, concerns. Uh, if you have mild symptoms, uh, serious symptoms, mild symptoms, do your best. Call your doctor and perhaps consider um, in uh, urgent care or uh, tele telemedicine uh, option if you can, uh, because they still uh, are staffed but need uh, every bit of staff for those who are more seriously ill so uh, please be careful and again continue to take all the precautions that you can possibly take because cold and flu season is not gone yet may not be uh, out of here until the end of March so we still got a little ways to go but anyway that's all the time we have for right now we are always praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indy's inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget, our new call-in number is 317-972-3008. That's our new number for Community Connection. As always, be safe and be well. Ah, We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.